welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Nobody will ever hear that transition. No, it was smooth as oh, smooth as silk. Welcome to the Davis and Davis Show. Davis and Davis Show. Dot, wait, Davis and Davis Show. <laughs> com. Or you can go to the Davis and Davis Show. Dot, dot com for some cool merch needs. And welcome back, everybody. Good to see you. Here you again. Yeah. Hi. Excitement. Uh, fabulous thing Fab- i'm sick so if i sound like crap i'm sorry there'll be a lot of cough button going on hopefully <clears throat> i'll make fun of him while he coughs there he is right there what the hell <laughs> um it's every five seconds trust me uh fabulous fabulous week that i've had here this week <laughs> um we were talking off air about some of the issues that, that we can't really talk about on air that he was having at work. So yeah, it's it's been a bit of a trying one for uh, Scotty over there. Gosh. I've had a pretty decent week at work. I, well, the Kansas Halloween party was this this last weekend. Oh yeah, and, how'd that and go? It, it was a lot of fun. I was sending Scott a bunch of pictures. It was uh, kind of island themed because uh, of Jimmy Buffett's passing. Um, no, had a real good time. Carved just pumpkins. My infusion whiskey, the apple cinnamon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it with cream soda, and it was pretty darn good. And then I, I had some left over because I did not drink a whole fifth when I was there. I'm not that I, I have before. <laughs> and the next day was hell. No, I was a good boy. Um, so I brought it home, and I actually had it with some ginger ale. Oh, the apple just popped right out of it with the ginger ale. It was awesome. So mm-hmm. Mary, Mary, however, it seems like one person in the group gets really smashed. It was Mary's turn this year. She was not feeling good the next day. She was good like, ah. for her. <laughs> like, Fell asleep with my contacts in. I can't see. <laughs> um, did you spend the night there? Uh, yeah, I just uh, they've got a futon in the one room. I, 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 I mean, I felt pretty decent but you know at two o'clock in the morning i'm not going to be driving home it's just not worth it so crash there woke up helped him clean up a little bit took off for home next day oh. kyle kyle was jenny was there Jeannie was there kyle was there kyle was dressed up as uh patrick star from spongebob squarepants and he was pretty hilarious looking um you. he says he listens to our show and wants to in the hopes of hearing stories about his parents. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, we'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> and then what else? Oh, uh today. And now I have more bad news. Ready? 
I bought a wireless CarPlay adapter. Because right now with my car, I have to plug in my phone to get Apple CarPlay and Android Auto to come up on the screen. Well, my phone, when it plugs into the things, gets a little loose. It goes in and out. It's really annoying. So hopefully this will solve that problem. It's like 45 bucks. So I'll give you a review next week. Awesome. My mold keeps leaking. That's really disgusting. Is it moist? Is it? <laughs> is your mold moist? <laughs> I have a chair out front that I sit in, and right, you, you can actually see shoe prints with dried blood in the middle. Ew! Like, dude, Jesus. Is that the one you had work done on, or did you? Did you? No, that's the one that when I was removing the head from uh, Bob's car, um, caught it. It, yeah, it caught the mole right there uh, as I was jerking up on getting the head off, and it ripped the mole off. Well, yeah. anybody that knows anything about moles, there's capillaries that are right there feeding the mole so heaving feeding <laughs> so this morning i woke up woken up by i'm not gonna say who woke me up somebody woke me up this morning and i was tired and i did the and all of a sudden it's <laughs> Like, like an artery opened up. The <laughs> hell? I thought that thing was healed. <laughs> Needless to say, I've lost a little bit of blood. I'm sick. Thank you, Sam and Caitlin. For those of you that don't know who Sam and Caitlin are, you're never going to know who they are. Um, but they know who they are. <laughs> But it's not contagious, according to the doctor. Um, how did I get it, asshole? All right, it's time for this. All of my Texas Ranger fans know that that is the home run theme for the Texas Rangers. And yes, last night they vested the Houston Astros to go on to the World Series. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. I'm actually uh, looking at buying tickets for the World Series while they're here um, because I don't think the Cleveland Guardians will ever make it there, so no. um, I may as well go see a team that's close by. That's winning. That can win. <laughs> um, congratulations to the Houston Astros, or uh, to the Texas Rangers. <laughs> <sighs> the trash go down in the end. <laughs> um, 
the I think I think the Texas Rangers streak of not being in the World Series is the longest streak in Major League Baseball right now. Oh wow! So congratulations to them. Uh, sorry, sorry, that, that wasn't me. Time to nut up or shut up. Oh fuck. Hey, what you drinking, by the way? Wait, something bad really happened. Oh. There we go. The hell? That's for white people. <laughs> that was the button I was looking for. God forbid you can't find your white people button. I do what live do in Texas, and <laughs> it is the Texas Rangers, so I guess <clears throat> we're, we're, yeah. We're against all indigenous people. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to hell. <laughs> what am I drinking? Um, <coughs> he had his glass up. He, yeah, forgive him. Now he's going to die for a moment. It's a mixture of Theraflu <laughs> and butt ice. <laughs> Nothing bad could ever happen with that. Fuck no. <laughs> it's going to be a fabulous show, people. Get all my vitamin C and alcohol at one point. How about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking some Woodford Reserve because they had these nifty little bottles in a box. And they had this really pretty. Oh, nice cup. Woodford Reserve glass. And it's like like the right size it's smaller than like you know the bigger one you know it's it's, I, it's very pretty and I, I, i'm digging it so dink 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 ah. i put just a drop or two of cherry seven up in there because it was sitting here and, well, it's tasty as all get out oh my god there's another hurricane tidbit there's always another hurricane 1232 in London. Tidbit. Oh, oh we, we need to hear the world news, don't we? Oh, shit. Do I have that? Um, hey, uh, uh, yeah. Um, hey. So, uh, what's happening in world news today? Oh, yes. <laughs> And in fighting news today, Israel and Palestine are still fighting. That's your world news for the day. Every time I look at you, I don't understand. <sighs> Just absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wrong. We're going to hell. Going to hell. Going to hell. Um... Which makes sense since Israel's fighting. Uh, <laughs> dang. I'm, uh, so you know, Davis and Davis show does not take sides and is not taking sides of Palestine or Israel in this conflict. Just a 
little disclaimer there. <laughs> We're not going to yell out, go Hamas now. This is not going to happen. <laughs> And next time I have to come in here, I'm cracking skulls. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. I don't want anybody fighting now and then. It's a healthy thing, don't you think? Just a little revolution. Uh, what's been going on in your life besides Woodford Reserve? Well, the party and the stories and the CarPlay adapter and work and about it um yeah that's about it i'm you know, looking forward to not spending every wednesday and sunday up in copley for a while <laughs> it is it's weird because it is so so much work to get all that shit out and then like people the in copley is... don't work don't no. you know that that's that's <laughs> like a retirement community they do on this end of town <laughs> Closer to Akron, the more you work. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Closer to Medina, the less Not you so work. Much. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, what else do I have going on here? Hey. Uh, I already talked about the Rangers. I, t- uh, I did not talk about work. Work is fabulous. I love work. It is the happiest place of my life. It sounds like you really love your job. (laughs) Oh, I totally, totally love my job. It sounds like a fantastic place to work. I wish I worked there too, because I think I would be happier working there than where I currently work. I want to be just like you. I figure all I need... A lobotomy and some tights. You wear tights? No, I don't wear tights. I wear the required uniform. Tights. Shut up. Unfortunately, the Texas, the State Fair of Texas has uh, ended its run for the season. Yeah, well. Uh, With only three people shot. Is that a record? I, I think that's good for them for a year. No, I'm saying, is that like the lo- lowest body count ever? Because that, that sounds really low. Um, body count was higher in Ohio when they uh, had the uh, the uh, amusement park ride fall apart midair and threw five people. Yeah, you'll have that, you know. Yeah, not, not as bad as Vegas watching, you know, country music, but whatever. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> really Apparently makes, not everyone likes country music. Really makes you wonder, um, why the hell do we do this as a living? <laughs> oh. Uh, what else is going on here? Um, Nothing that I, I, that was about it. Other than the party, my week was really boring. It's been slow as anything at work. Oh my God, it's been slow. The weird thing is I've got like 40 or 50 cars now, which is like a record number for the past three years. I don't get it. It's been busy. Busy as hell at the golf course. Well, the weather's got to be a lot better now. 
Oh, my God. 80 degrees. Today was the first day that we had inclement weather. I sent you I sent you a video yes, of it. Yes, I saw. It was raining out there. I'm like, what? Yeah, it actually it did that. rains in Texas. Um, Once or twice a year? A couple of times. But it's been nonstop since last last night. Last <laughs> night, the rain was insane i was out in the garage watching the rangers game and uh i was like holy cow oh you know what that's something that i do have to give a little bit of a shout out to um it's very rare in our lifetime that we can sit back and say good job to a cleveland sports team but the Cleveland Browns won this past weekend. This is like their second or third in a row, isn't it? But it was their third string quarterback. <laughs> uh, second string quarterbacks hurt. First string quarterbacks hurt. Um, so there's almost $300 million that you guys are paying that's hurt. <laughs> so proud of you. <laughs> Hey, I didn't have a show called the Cleveland Sports Club, so I don't want to hear about it. I had a show called the Cleveland Sports Fan. I know. <laughs> uh, that would be embarrassing. I, I still own it. I still own it. <laughs> the great new double album from K-Town. Oh, sorry. Wrong button. Um. Anyways, it is time. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. For one of the most anticipated segments of the Davis and Davis show. It's time for Burke's Spoken Spoken Word. Young man, there is no need to feel down. I said, young man, pick yourself off the ground. I said, young man, because you're new in town, there's no need to be unhappy. Young man, there is a place you can go. I said, young man, when you're short on your dough, You can stay there, and I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. It is fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. They have everything for you men to enjoy. You can hang out with all the boys. It is fun to stay at the YMCA. It is fun to stay at the Y. MCA. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Burke's, Burke's, Burke's Spoken, Spoken Word. Word. And scene. My God, it gets better and better every week uh, the fact that you're like what the hell song is he doing son of a bitch i know this 
It's not until you get to the chorus that I sit there and go, oh, fuck. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. My daughter last week heard when I did, uh, when, when, I, when I basically rickrolled the whole show. She's like, did you rickroll the show? I'm like, oh, God, I guess I did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Does she listen? No, she was just in the other room, and she's like, she like came closer to the curse, like, what the hell is he doing in there? And she's listening, listening, listening. Oh shit! <laughs> was that Mackers? No, that was uh, Sam. 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 My Sam. Oh, Sam got a new dye job. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She got, dyed like, her hair armory. red. Yeah. Well, she's had like bright red before but the auburn looks really good holy cow she is gorgeous um good looking girl uh i don't know how that happened apparently my Um, wife was yeah (laughs) wasn't me (laughs) actually i could show you pictures from college you were a good looking dude and then old age happened and um, uncle fester well so sam has a lot to look forward to <laughs> <coughs> no she, she yeah she looked great in that photo <coughs> i'm very proud of her um she's still dating the bmw dude no the bmw dude said i think we should have some time apart BMW, dude. What the fuck? I had such high hopes for him, too, but... I did, too. He drove a BMW and raced cars. I know, right? Had a real job. I mean... Well... No, he had a real job. That was positive for Sam, um, but... Compared to the other guy she's dated, yeah, it was. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, Um, I'm too. Uh... Sam is Sam's Sam's awesome. Um, had way too many conversations with that girl. She is freaking awesome. All right. Um, and Mackers Mackers is married now. She's married. That's so weird. weird. (laughs) Like, see her going, what? It's, I remember her this big. Well, yeah, but I mean, when I first started working where I work, I only had one daughter. Yeah. Then I had a second daughter and now she is married. I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm not here to help uh, Sam out or anything, but if you like the line dancing uh, and and totally hot, fun women, uh, there's a bar in Akron that you need to go hang out at. And uh, what? where is the bar that she hangs out at? Well, she goes to the Dusty Armadillo Where's a lot. that? Where's that? That, I believe, is uh, what's the road that goes south out of Kent and crosses over the highway? Is that 59, maybe? I think there's about of 10 of them. <laughs> it's the one out near Kent, I believe. And I then, think it's uh, she, I. I think it's around fifty nine. Yeah, and then there's there's another one. She goes. Oh, she goes to the one out in Medina, actually. 
Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you the go. The one on this side of 71. I can't remember the name of that place, but I've been there dropping people off in limos and such. I'd recognize the name if somebody said it, but I don't know. I may have to call, call Carl's limo service and <laughs> take me over there. Um, with that, we have our final segment. Are you ready? Uh, I've been waiting for this all week. It's time for the Davis and Davis Show Motivational Minute. Don't go to work if you don't want to go to work. If you are already at the work and you want to go home, then by all means, go home. Do what makes you happy. If the boss is asking why you are not at the work, tell them that you left the work to preserve your mental health. Or tell them that the toxic environment was making it hard for you to breathe. Or tell your boss that his shitty attitude was making you physically sick. If you don't have a reason, make a reason up. Say that you left the work because of climate change or because of the war in Ukraine. It really doesn't matter what you say. The point is, don't stay in a place where you're not happy. Self- was climate change. <laughs> self-help self-help thing your shitty attitude has made me feel sick the toxic atmosphere is no good for me one of these days when when I'm f- <laughs> finally done with everything I'm going to do that <laughs> Why are you leaving, Scott? Because your shitty-ass attitude really has me (laughs) fucked up. Uh, The Thirsty Cowboy. That's the name of the bar in Medina. Yes. I found it. I always Um, have to have wise. Thirsty, dusty, what? Well, you know, it's... Mm. uh, Cowboys are thirsty. They don't drink Gatorade. Too many beans. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you don't have that sound bite from uh, Blazing Saddles in there where they're sitting around the campfire eating beans and everything. <laughs> hey, Sorry. Mr. Taggart, you want some beans? Thank you, boys. Had enough. God. <laughs> Uh... What's best space your temporal hyperlink? What's that? No idea. Just made it up. Don't want to say magic door. Don't know where that came from. I have one listed as Christmas, and I don't know why. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and. Oh, that one. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've uh, sat around here long enough. I have to pee, so. My Theraflu and Bud Ice are doing great right now. I feel (laughs) fabulous. 
with a full day's supply of vitamin C. Yeah. All right. Um. Bridge umbrella. No, I'm. I had a bunch of of uh, outro and intro music that was like totally depressing. <clears throat> Mainly because I'm sick. Or it's just another day on the Davis and Davis show, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a fun show for you today. We're going to talk musicals, mainly one musical. Probably know it from the title, but uh, we'll announce it when we come back. Yeah, fuck the title. <laughs> I have come to the conclusion that one useless man is called a disgrace, that two are called a law firm, and that three or more become a Congress. And by God, I have had this Congress. For ten years, King George and his Parliament have gulled, cullied, and diddled these colonies with their illegal taxes. Stamp Acts, Townsend Act. Sugar Acts, Tea Acts. And when we dared stand up to them like men, they stopped our trade, seized our ships, blockaded our ports, burned our towns, and spilled our blood. 
And still, this Congress won't grant any of my proposals on independence even so much as the courtesy of open debate. Good God! What in hell are they waiting for? Sit down, John! Sit down, John! For God's sake, John! Sit down! Sit down, John! Sit down, John! For God's sake, John! Sit down! Someone ought to open up a window! Too many flies. All right, if you haven't guessed it, we are talking about the musical 1776, which I actually made Burke watch the movie version of, which the movie version is very close to the musical version. Um, I can see why you like this movie. Mm, okay, do tell why. Uh, there's a few factors in here. A, it has to do with history. Yes. Which you so dearly love. Yes. You know? And secondly, this movie was lit like a stage show. Yes. Which just sends you into the gecometers and you're like, oh, yeah. I could. There was some, some gorgeous cinematography but it was very evident that they wanted to really make you feel like you were watching the original stage play yes um and, and it, i could really tell watching this why you liked it so much so let me give you a little bit of history about 1776 it's a musical music and lyrics written by sherman edwards and book by peter stone do you know when this show was originally written and produced? The stage play first showed up in 1969. Correct. And the movie was out in 1972. Mm-hmm. And almost every single stage play actor was in this movie. And I and I'm not gonna lie, like I'm watching this going, oh my god, I had no idea this guy started as a stage actor, and there were so many of them. So many. Um I guess we should kind of go through the list. Uh William Daniels. Let me get to my IMDb here real quick. Oh, seventeen seventy six. I should have had this up. Forgive me. That's okay. Yeah, William Daniels is like, you know, I'm like going, oh my god, that's the dude from, and I, where did I first see him? Probably wasn't possibly. It was the the was it Saint Elsewhere that he was in? Saint Elsewhere was yeah. his big claim to fame. Uh 
I mean, most most younger people are going to remember him from uh, Boy Meets World. Oh, that's right. Um, Howard De Silva. Yes, I'm like looking at him, going, "I know him," and and, and there is, and honestly, it's going to be something stupid. Like I was probably a Star Trek episode Howard that he showed up on, but I mean, he's he's a one. He was a wonderful actor. Uh, we had Ken Howard. I had, and that was one that blew me away. I'm like, I had no clue that the White Shadow was, and then I then. He was the president of SAG. I had yeah. no clue. Like, holy cow, this this guy's deep into stage acting. I was like, that's really cool. John or uh, Donald Madden. It's John Dickinson. I can't remember what I had seen him in before. Um, expand below. Play of the week. These roots and espionage. Maybe the eleventh hour. Oh, Doctor Kildare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was on uh, Another World and and One Life to Live. And how about John Cullum? The, yeah, that one blew me away. I'm like, I know him from Northern Exposure. I had no clue that he started out in this stuff. And I even like Roy Poole. Like I've seen that guy do stuff. And what John Cullum in this uh, plays the the senator or a congressman from north carolina north carolina and kind of the bad guy and he is the the antagonist in the show uh and i mean in everything that you saw john Cullum in through your life when you go and watch this film you're like holy shit He's the bad guy. He plays a good bad guy, too, man. Uh, as a matter of fact, here. Mr. Jefferson, to us in South Carolina, black slavery is our peculiar institution and a cherished way of life. Nevertheless, we must abolish it. Nothing is more certainly written in the Book of Fate than that this people shall be free. I'm not concerned with the Book of Fate right now, sir. Slavery is the basis of our entire economy. Economy. Always economy! There's more to this than a filthy purse string, Rutledge. It's an offense against man and God. It's a stinking business, Mr. Rutledge. A stinking business. Is it really, Mr. Hopkins? Then what's that I smell floating down from the north? Why, could that be the aroma of hypocrisy? But who holds the other end of that filthy pestering, Mr. Adams? Our northern brethren are feeling a bit tender toward our slaves. They don't approve of slaves, no, but they're willing to be considerable carriers of slaves to others. They are willing for the shilling or have... Yeah. <laughs> um, he played it so well. Holy he God. really did. And uh, that that whole song, Molasses to Rum, it, it really kind of explains the whole philosophy. Well, actually, I guess we've, we should start from the beginning of the show. Um, 
the beginning of the show happens in the year 1776 when Congress was discussing the secession from England. Great Britain. Yep. And it started in June because it was it was really kind of a nice they had the calendar was basically just as oh my god what was that a five by five piece of paper calendar that had the date and they throughout the show would rip off the days showing leading up to july 4th basically but yeah, yeah. and it it's interesting it, it, the whole premise of the show is to to try to explain how america began and the trials and tribulations that were gone through to make it to this point now we have a congress right now that is fighting with each other just to find somebody to lead it these guys back then had to had to make it up as they went along yeah i mean there weren't rules yeah (laughs) i mean they set down their own rules basically of how they should act and we know and procedures and whatnot but i mean they were kind of making it up as they went along what was what was extremely exciting to me watching this play or show or movie or whichever um i've done the I've done the musical about 10 times now. <clears throat> so I've seen it. I've got it in my head. I know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <clears throat> the movie is extremely good in interpreting what the play stage is. Um, but like I was saying, it, it explains there's, there's people there in Congress, who are cobblers, who are stonemasons, who are farmers. That's what Congress was supposed to be built out of, not politicians. It was supposed to be normal, everyday people. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had Benjamin Franklin. Dr. Benjamin Franklin. An inventor who, uh, if you've seen the show, just him being brought in in the carriage because he's a scout, it just makes you laugh. (laughs) You're like, oh my God. He's got some of the best lines. He really does. Like uh, John Adams was saying something with some bad language. And then uh, Benjamin pipes up, don't worry, John, the history books will clean it up. (laughs) Now, the best one, when they, uh, oh, they were outside the apartment of uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. And and he's got his wife there. And they're, you know, we know what they're going to go do. and, And Ben Franklin says, at my age, it is little doubt that the pen is mightier than the sword. And he's not talking about. (laughs) <laughs> he's talking about his sword so funny um 
the the one line I literally laughed out loud at was um, the main character goes, "My God, man, Earth was created in one week," and then Ben she goes, "Well, you'll have to tell me how you did it." <laughs> It's like, oh, damn. <laughs> so the premise of the show is actually them coming up and getting the Congress to pass the Declaration of Independence. Uh, the, the show started with them trying to get them to even talk about it originally. Oh, yeah. And, and the show starts on, what was it? july 2nd no it was june they started in june maybe june 2nd maybe that was july 4th oh was that's the... right because they 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 had to go through the preamble and then and then the show literally goes from july 2nd 3rd and 4th yeah um, at the very end yeah at the very end but, I mean, they won't even, because is John Adams is annoying and, and abrasive and nobody will second his motion. So they, they get, well, Ben figures out, hey, we should get somebody else to propose that we talk about seceding from England and talks the uh, senator from Virginia uh, to do it for them. And And my God. Remember the one red outfit he was wearing? Oh, yeah. Is that not Gaston? I mean, is that not oh. where Disney got their idea for Gaston? Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's like this big, and Ken Howard's a big dude. He played basketball in high school. As a matter of fact, he was the only white guy to start on their basketball team. That's how big this dude is. Uh, and, and like, he, he's this big, he's Gaston in real life. It was hilarious. Uh, So, and he is the grandfather of General Lee. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, oh, where that was uh, Henry Lee, uh, the Lees of Virginia. Indubitably. Strictly speaking, Richard. While Virginia's views on independence are well known, your legislature in Williamsburg has never formally authorized this delegation here in Congress to support the cause. Of course, if we could think of a Virginian with enough influence to go down there and persuade the House of Burgesses... Damn me if I haven't noticed someone! Who? <laughs> me! Incredible. What makes you so sure you can do it? My name is Richard Henry Lee, Virginia is my home. My name is Richard Henry Lee, Virginia is my home. Hand me my horses turned to glue, if I can't deliver up to you a resolution on independency. For I am FFV, the first family in the sovereign colony of Virginia. So what most people don't understand is that with the resolution or with the uh, amendment that was passed by, I think it was South Carolina. I can't remember. Um, well, South Carolina always uh, followed what North Carolina did. Right. Um, 
but a a a basically an amendment was passed that it had to be a one hundred percent. Yeah, it had to be unanimous vote, or it would not pass. Yes, or it would not pass. And uh, so this is where Richard Henry Lee becomes very important. He has to change Virginia from staying abstaining, abstaining. to voting yes. Which I thought was hilarious that New York always abstained with. I abstain courteously. Courteously. And that was General Buchalter. No. Yes. No, no, no. no. Uh, 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 Major. That was uh, Hochstetter. Hochstetter, yeah. (laughs) Freaking Hochstetter. I'm like, no. Where did you come from? (laughs) Kind of funny that you were a part of a television show of all yeah yeah <laughs> damn germans sorry he was jewish so y'all know um yeah we talked about that yeah uh so it was very the other part that got me they go through all the trouble of getting everyone to to agree and all that my favorite song in this show is called The Egg. Brick's sitting there going, what the hell Did is they that? not have that in the movie what? or I just forgot it? What the hell I only watched that? it once over two days. So It's when they try to decide what the national bird is going oh, to Oh, yes. Oh, the three of them going up and down the steps. Yes. Jefferson, we've been looking for you. They're reading the Declaration. Well, there's nothing to fear. It's a masterpiece. I'm to be congratulated. You? For making him write it. Oh, yes, of course. It's a masterpiece, I say. They will cheer. Apparently, they don't have the uh, the intro where they are discussing <coughs> whether the national bird is going to be a turkey. That's Ben Franklin saying. Or an eagle. Which is Adams. They had one other one, didn't they? Uh, they had one. Jefferson was there, but he never really mentioned a bird. Okay. The argument was always the turkey or the eagle. And Jefferson was always the one that was counteracting, like, you know, turkeys kind Get of eaten. a dirty <laughs> bird. They can't even fly. They can, though. They're um, not big soaring. They can't. The ones that work, 
Oh, they take way off into the trees. It's hilarious to watch them. So, ladies and gentlemen, America really could have been the bird land of the turkeys. Of the turkey. But you know, it's a it, it in all reality, it's a pretty noble beast. You know, it it forages. It doesn't do anything invasive. It feeds people. And, and and eagles, like if you live in Alaska, you know they're tearing up trash cans like bears and shit, like raccoons. I mean, they're just they're assholes in real life, but they're pretty. <laughs> we saw them. We got to see them. So we actually kind of skipped some of this, some of the show, and I want to go back to it because it was uh, the Declaration of Independence as everyone knows, was written by Thomas Jefferson. What most people don't know is that it was Benjamin Franklin and Sam, Sam Adams, John Adams, that kind of forced Thomas <laughs> Jefferson to write it. <laughs> I love the bit about I'm going home to my wife. <coughs> no, you have to write this. No, I'm going home to my wife. And they they guilt trip him into doing it. But then they bring his wife to Philadelphia to so he can fulfill his husbandly duties and 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 literally like the day after he gets, you know, wildly you know, laid by his wife. <laughs> it's written. The whole thing's written. It was kind of funny. With that, well, wait, just bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM. Simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Listen. All right, gentlemen, let's get on with it. Which of us will write our Declaration on Independence? Mr. Adams, I say you should write it. To your legal mind and brilliance, we defer. Is that so? Well, if I'm the one to do it, they'll run their quill pens through it. I'm obnoxious and disliked, you know that, sir. Yes, I know. Then I say you should write it, Franklin. Yes, you. Hell no. Yes, you, Dr. Franklin. You. But, you. But, you. Mr. Adams, but Mr. Adams, the things I write are only light extemporanea. I won't put politics on paper, it's a mania. So I refuse to use a pen in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, refuse to use the pen. Keep 
passing the quill between the three of them, which is hilarious to watch. Mr. Sherman, I say you should write it. You are never controversial as it were. That is true. Whereas if I'm the one to do it, they'll run their quill pens through it. I'm obnoxious and disliked. You know that, sir. Yes, I do. Then I say you should write it, Roger. Yes, you. Good heavens, no. Yes, you, Roger Sherman. You, what? you, what? you. Mr. Adams, but Mr. Adams, I cannot write with any style or proper etiquette. I do not know a participle from a predicate. I am just a simple cobbler from Connecticut. Connecticut! And once again, this brings up the funny thing of it was normal people. And John Adams was hated. By most of Congress. Mr. Livingston, maybe you should write it. You have many friends and you're a diplomat. Oh, that word. Whereas if I'm the one to do it, they'll run their quill pens through it. He's obnoxious and disliked. Did you know that? I hadn't heard. Then I say you should write it, Robert. Yes, you. Not me, Johnny. Yes, you, Robert Livingston. You. You. Mr. Adams, dear Mr. Adams, I've been presented with a new son by the noble stork, so I am going home to celebrate and pop a cork with all the Livingstons together back in old New York. New York, New York, Livingston's going to pop a cork. Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Adams, leave me alone. Mr. Jefferson. Mr. Adams, I beg you, I've not seen my wife these six months. You write ten times better than any man in Congress, including me. For a man of only 33 years, you possess a happy talent for composition and a remarkable felicity of expression. Now, will you be a patriot or a lover? A lover. No! But I burn, Mr. A. So do I, Mr. J. You. You do? John, who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? (laughs) Jefferson. Dear Mr. Jefferson, I'm only 41. I still have my virility. And I can romp through Cupid's Grove with great agility. But life is more than sexual combustibility. Bustability, bustability, combustibility. Quiet! Now you write it, Mr. J. Who will make me, Mr. A? I. You. Yes. How? By by physical force, if necessary. It's your duty. It's your duty, damn it. Mr. Adams, damn you, Mr. Adams. You're obnoxious and disliked, that cannot be denied. Once again, you stand between me and my lovely bride. Lovely bride. Mr. 
phantoms you are driving me to homicide Homicide, homicide We may see murder yeah. Funny little fact That yes. song and the Lees of Old Virginia is over 20 minutes long between those two songs. It is the Broadway record for the longest break between musical numbers ever. Which, when I was watching the movie, it's like, it leaves of Virginia, and he goes off and everything, and I'm like, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. Like, this is a musical, right? There's supposed to be songs, right? It was like thinking that in my head. I'm like, and then I come across that, I'm like, Okay, I'm not the only one. Okay, that has a record. Okay, I did not know that. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, so, we're building the Declaration of Independence. And uh, it really kind of comes down to uh, a couple of states. South Carolina, North Carolina, Rhode Island, Georgia at the beginning, Georgia, all New those, York abstains. Well, it's Hochstetter. What do you want? <laughs> He's abstaining from everything courteously. courteously. Okay. I have um, no idea what New York wants me to do. I love that line. So, yeah, he's like, they don't talk to me. <laughs> I represent I, them. I have no clue what they want. Uh, sounds like a New Yorker to me. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Uh, Rhode Island is split. And there is one guy, and I've been sitting here online trying to look up his name. The older gentleman with cancer. Yes. Gentleman with cancer went back to Rhode Island. They actually drug him back to make a vote. Is it? Josiah Bartlett, played by Daniel Keyes. Thank you. Was that it? Yeah, I think it was. I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure. There were, and it's funny because there were a lot of these actors that showed up in the TV series Dark Shadows. Yeah. Because uh, Hopkins was dead against. Uh, independence. So they had to actually bring a guy back that was dying of cancer who in every interpretation that I've ever done they they had like a weird thing tied on the head. It was, it was skin cancer. It was oh. covering... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this it looked like an eye patch on his cheek. Yeah. 
How sad. But they brought him back to win the vote. Now, this brings us to South Carolina and North Carolina. South Carolina, whatever they did, North Carolina followed. No, it was the other way around. South Carolina always deferred to North Carolina. I think you're backwards. We shall find out momentarily. Whatever South Carolina said, North Carolina followed. Yes, you are correct. Sorry about that. You are correct. Rutledge was from South Carolina. Yep. And Rutledge was the one man who (laughs) kind of loved his slaves. Kind of loved the lifestyle he led. Yeah, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and money is a heady drug. So, yeah. Rutledge becomes the one guy that Franklin, Adams, and Jefferson have to turn. How do they do it? Eventually, they have to take out something from the Declaration. And what was that? The whole thing about slavery. So, For any of the people who sit around and bitch about Thomas Jefferson having slaves and all that, he actually tried to knock that out with the Declaration of Independence. But Mr. Rutledge got his way. Got his way. There's that or they didn't have a declaration. Yeah, they... It was do that or not have, you know, a secession from England. So you pick pick your lesser of the two evils there. Well, it took another hundred years to get rid of the slavery. Oh well, yeah, it's only hundred. It's only hundred. <clears throat> so, in the end, everything becomes abolished. What happens? We're gonna sign it. Declaration of Independence. Hopkins. Best line in the show. I'm going to stand here and watch every man sign. (laughs) I want to see their faces. (laughs) Freaking awesome. And in the stage play of the show, usually at this point in time, a scrim comes down with the writing, the signature of every person that signed the Declaration Mm. of Independence is really, really emotional. Well, at least for me, a history buff. Um, (laughs) It's really kind of cool. 
So now that we've gone over the synopsis and all that shit, what did you think of the show? Uh, or should we save this for the next segment? I'll tell you what. I'll do just a touch of trivia, and then I will give my ideas on the show. So, All right. Give your touch, touch of trivia, and in the next segment, we'll go over how we felt about the show. Uh, and I'll give my comparison from that show to the stage plays that I've done. And yep. then I want to talk about renditions done afterwards. Go ahead. So, Martha Jefferson. Yes. Blythe Danner. Do you know who she is the mom of? <laughs> Have no clue. Gwyneth Paltrow. You're shitting me. No, no. Spouse was Bruce Paltrow. Did not know that till I was talking to one of the guys next to me today. How fucking awesome is that? I know, right? <laughs> Um, so we all know, you know, William Daniels, major character and everything went on to play, um, Mr. Feeney and later the principal from, uh, Boy Meets World at John Adams High School. Coincidence? Hell no. think not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also played Dr. Mark Craig on the NBC medical drama, St. Elsewhere, and while visiting the city of brotherly love in one episode, he drops by Independence Hall and appears to reference 1776 by saying, I don't know what it is about this place, but every time I'm here, I feel like singing and dancing. So there's a couple of throwbacks to his earlier stage presence there. There are portions and dialogue and some of the lyrics from this movie and show that were actually taken directly from letters and memoirs from the actual participants of the second continental Congress, which I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I, well, I'll, I'll get in, uh, I'll get into that later on. Um, the exteriors were filmed at the Warner ranch in Burbank, California, the former Columbia pictures back lot where they built an entire street for colonial Philadelphia and most of the colonial sets were destroyed by a fire in the mid-70s. Um, the water fountain that you see in the musical number The Lees of Old Virginia. Yes. You've seen it before you've seen it later on in life. Um, television viewers will know that fountain from the beginning credits of the TV series Friends. And that fountain still exists directly across the street from the bewitched. And I dream of genie houses on the lot. Let's see. Musical cinema. Da, 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 da. Historically speaking, there were actually 56 signers. So we're seeing a cut down version of, of all the people that were actually there. Um, of the 56 actual signers, nine died in combat, five were captured and tortured by the British, and at least a dozen had their homes destroyed. Many were financially ruined by the revolution or lost their beloved family members in combat. The ominous bleakness of the final shot of the movie is not uncalled for. 
a lot of people thought the ending was kind of bleak and morose, but it you know, a lot of these people lost it all, so well yeah I, I don't know. I find it inspirational. Yeah. Um just kind of seeing every person in Congress signing their name. I yeah. mean, it was like it's what we built. Uh, according to the Columbia Companion to American History on Film, uh, there are a lot of historical inaccuracies, obviously. It was, you know, it's like when you make a movie for TV, you know. Um, but because Congress was held in secrecy, there are no really contemporary records on the debates over the Declaration. Uh, the authors of the play kind of created the narrative based on later accounts and educated guesses. They invented scenes and dialogues as needed for the storytelling purposes. Um, although, once again, some of the dialogue was taken directly from the words written and often years or decades later by the actual people involved. And they rearranged it for dramatic effect. So that's about all the kind of trivia. There's not a lot to be found on this because, once again, we have found this out. Movies before the 80s don't have a lot of stuff on the internet about them. So, and with that, I think we should cut out and take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about my feelings on the movie. Ah, probably a good idea. Although, I got do got one more. What? Um, this movie was produced in 1969 during the Vietnam War, and the Nixon administration wasn't especially hip on the whole anti-war theme going on, uh, other than the song Cool, Considerate Men, which was clearly aimed at the Republicans, or at least Nixon thought so. Uh, he actually tried to pressure the producer, his friend Jack Warner, to cut it from the cinema version. Uh, Warner tried to have the negative destroyed but someone saved it. Um, and you can see the minuet ever to the right of the restored version. Interesting. So, yeah, Nixon wanted to cut part of the movie out because he thought it was kind of like against him. All right. Tricky dick. I have a minute, 30 seconds. I'm going to do this real quick, and then we're going to come back and discuss the movie. Um, John Adams on Broadway was played by William Daniels, Benjamin Franklin by Howard De Silva, John Dickinson, Paul Hecht, Edward Rutledge, Clifford David, Thomas Jefferson, Ken Howard, John Hancock, David Ford, Martha Jefferson, Betty Buckley. Yeah, Betty Buckley. <laughs> Love Tex Texan. Uh, Abigail Adams, Virginia Vestoff, Charles Thomas, Rayston Hill, Richard Henry Lee, Ron Holgate, Andrew McNair, William Duell, Stephen Hopkins, Roy Pohl, Roger Sherman, David Vosberg, Roger Livingston, Henry Lee Clare, Thomas McCain. Uh, McKean, 
Bruce McKay, Lyman Hall, Jonathan Moore. I'm going to stop there. There was a Broadway revival of this done. There's like three of them, I think. Well, there was one in 97, one in 2016, one recently in 2022. That was an interesting one. Which stars John Adams, Crystal Lucas Perry, Benjamin Franklin, Patrina Murray. Does this sound odd? It was all LGBTQ plus or trans or women or women. Yes. John Hancock was played by my friend, Liz Michaels. (laughs) The national tour right now, touring right now, stars Liz Michaels as Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) I lit her hair on fire in 1999. Very proud of that. Love that woman to death. Anyways, hey, we've got to take a break here. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you soon. Apparently, I need to send you some new songs. Can't let 
I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real the great the new double album from Ktel tears a hole the old familiar sting try to kill it all away but I remember everything what have I become my sweetest friend everyone I know goes away in the Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear You are someone else I am still right here What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the air And you could have Depression Rock from KTEL. A new double album set. Oh, God. Sorry. That's all right. Just reminds me of my life. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so we were talking about the, uh, 
the show, the television movie. Yep. 1776, uh, which I unfortunately made Burke go and watch the past week. I liked it. I don't know, unfortunately, about it. I liked it a lot. Okay. Expand. Okay. I, I liked, there was a lot to like, and there, that I had a few issues, but that's with everything in life. Um, I loved the set. Holy shit. Did I love the set. Great now, set. I got to go to Philadelphia. I stood across the street from that building. I was not able to go in and see it in person. Okay. Just time did not allow it. I was with my mom. We had X amount of time in Philadelphia. Did not get a chance to go. I did get to run up the steps to the museum that Rocky was on top of. And we got to see that museum. But of all the pictures I've seen of that actual building and from the movie, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage movie, that set is like letter perfect to that room, which yes. was really cool. There was so much in this movie that made me feel I was witnessing the actual events happening. And I love that. And, and, and I've said before, I'm a sucker for a period piece costumes dear god the costumes were amazing in this movie oh god uh benjamin franklin's outfits well not uh, not even that but like you know you got the guy from Rhode island in this like whatever you know he, he's just a farmer and he's wearing farmer's garb and you have these poofy guys and you, you had all of these radically different outfits kind of reflecting where these people were in the in the colonies and where their backgrounds were from, I, I thought the the costume design was fucking amazing. I, I talked about the lighting design in the movie; it was beautifully done. There was I, I forget the song, but I mean, you could tell they took a photograph of the stage play and recreated it. You know. Uh, light for light in, in this one scene and it was beautiful i appreciated it and, and i don't have the background that you that, that you do in lighting i thought it was gorgeous um i really loved the fact that you got to kind of see these people as regular people we, we have them almost deified i guess is a good way to put it like you know ben franklin Oh God, the the you know discovered electricity and and all this kind of stuff, and he's just some kind of regular dude, a little smarter than most. Like yes. to get into some weird crap, and like nobody bugged him, and like he just did his own thing. He was kind of like the original hippie almost. Yes, I just you know it's just it was a great way you know, and 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 seeing these people that had been abused by england for so long they said i, I don't care that we're colonies we, we want to get away from these guys and it, it doesn't matter what it takes we want to get away from them um so yeah lighting set costumes on point the one of the drawbacks i had was actually the music there wasn't really one except for the first song 
there wasn't any really one great song. Like I, I, there was no Bally High, or right. or you know, um, uh, sit down, you're rocking the boat song in this musical. There, there was nothing that really just jumped at. No great hooks. Good music, but nothing, nothing really outstanding in the musical department, which. I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's nice, it's nice, it's nice, it's nice. It was, you know, so yeah, the music kind of let me down. The the lyrics, definitely on point. Now, don't take what Burke just said as the music sucks. No, it, I, I liked it, the music. It was good, but none of it was like there wasn't any one great song that yeah, you, there was you took no, home. There was no one over the top song that came out of this whole thing but it's enjoyable to watch oh yeah it's enjoyable to hear oh yeah um there is after or in the middle of the second act it goes through a period where there's no music whatsoever yeah the whole 20 minute long there's yeah. nothing there. It's just exposition. And I and I was actually fine with that because I love watching plays. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of it, it wasn't bad. I just I found it I was sitting there watching it going, Well, this is weird because this is a musical. There's no music. You know, it's it struck me as odd, but it wasn't offensive. I it was fine with it. It was no, just, it's, it's it, very different. It's just it's just not normal for a musical uh to have that long of an interlude uh where there's nothing going on but i kind of agree with the writers that is the period period of time where we're going through the vote Mm -hmm. and it needed exposition it did not need a song per se i I get it. it it was necessary to further the plot and like like I said, it didn't bother me. I just found it odd, <laughs> just because a normal musical you, you might have a ten minute break between songs, and you get a you know. So it was just it was just different. I'm like, and I'm okay with different. You know, um, I, I'm, and I thought that maybe I was being a little overly critical, but I, I was reading some stuff. Uh, um, Roger Ebert, for instance, gave the movie a two star in his review. Uh, writing that he could hardly bear to remember the songs, much less discuss them. And yeah. he called it an insult to the real founding fathers, which I thought was a little crass. I'm like, it, yeah, it's, it's fun, a you know? little bit rough there. Yeah. New York Times, uh, Vincent Canaby wrote that the film is far from being a landmark of musical cinema, but it is the first film in my memory that comes close to treating seriously a magnificent chapter in the American history. And that's really my feeling there too. I loved watching these events unfold. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like you. I'm not big on my American history, even though I lived in Georgia. So like they hammered into us at a young age that, you know, we were one of the original 13 colonies and this is what happened back in the day. They skipped the whole slavery thing, oddly enough. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, so I, I I loved it for many things. 
I, and then I, I read something else where a guy was like, he'd watched it for the first time. This review was maybe three or four years old. He said he had watched it for the first time and, and kind of had the same feelings that I did. And he said, but there are many people, this is, this film has almost a cult status. It's one of those things that you need to watch again, like a year later. And then it, it, it keeps growing on you. Yeah. The more you see it, the more it keeps growing on you. And I, and I, I get the funny feeling that's, that would be very true for me also. I think I will watch this not tomorrow, but in a couple months, maybe six months from now. And I think I will gain some more appreciation. I will see some things that I missed. I, I once again, I, I the set, yeah, everything about it. There, there's a lot to really like about this film. Um, and I just think I need to watch it again. I'm not ready to right this instant, but I want to see, I definitely want to see it again. So uh, that's, all right. that's good. You know, if you want to see something again, that makes it good. So myself, the rating I liked. I liked the way that they went through the process of starting the declaration, but I also love the fact that they go through day by day how it actually came about. Um, historically, a lot of what was said in this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. So... I really kind of take this piece out of musical theater and say that it's a historical. It's a good reflection of historical events. Maybe yes. not hundred percent accurate, but a very good representation of, of what possibly could have happened now in that room. There's definitely some points where, uh, Comedy came in, different stuff like that. Yeah, you have. But, if you're doing a stage show or a movie, you have to make it interesting to the audience. You have to take some liberties. That that's understood. Yeah, it's it's, it's Hollywood. It's 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 Broadway. I uh, get it. The sets, the oh, sets were phenomenal. I mean, absolutely so spot on. Definitely spot on, even down to the chairs mm -hmm. that oh, were yeah. used. Um, the other thing that I loved was that uh, every character in Congress had a cane. And you actually heard them. Uh, back in the day, the cane was not only used to walk. The cane was used to defend yourself point oh okay so when something was brought up as a resolution or something like that they would stamp their canes on the floor hmm. so that you heard who was for or against what was going on and they did a great job in the film with projecting that. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, 
lighting. No, it was, <laughs> I gotta <yeah>. go. <laughs> Holy cow! I love it when a film takes lighting as a as an aesthetic. Um, this film was filmed in a way that yes, it was on the set, but they tried to in, in, implement the lighting that happened on the Broadway show into the show yeah like i said that was that was one of my favorite aspects of this movie was it was gorgeous in the fact that whoever lit the broadway show i they must have either had him or his design and adapted it to the film because it was just gorgeous and like i said it was like watching a broadway show in movie format, it was great. Uh, the entire scene for molasses to rum is lit in a way that uh, what was his name, John Cullum? Yeah, uh, John Cullum. Yeah, John Cullum is the center of that whole song, but everyone in the background is lit, but they're lit in shadow. And it's so cool how for, they I did for, that. I forget the scene it was. I think it was John Adams alone in the room. I forget the song, whatever it is, but man, the, the, like, you, uh, like I'm like thinking to myself, I can almost remember the number of the gel for the blue and the number of the gel for the gold. It was just like, oh my God, I've been in this set before. It was awesome. It was beautiful. Um, and, and there was another thing I really loved, and forgive me, I cannot remember the character or actor's name. The Every time they brought in a uh, dispatch from General Washington, whoever read that, was that the... Uh, was that Andrew McNair? Tell me, Mr. Thompson, out of curiosity, do you stand with Mr. Dickinson, or do you stand with me? I stand with the General. Lately, I've had the oddest feeling that he's been writing to me. To the Congress. I have been in expectation of receiving a reply on the subject of my last 15 dispatches. Is anybody there? Does anybody care? Is anybody there? You mean that? Yes. I I I guess I never understood George Washington as a general being ignored by congress uh, it was just really fascinating to watch that unfold the way it did um yeah uh, that was one of my most favorite pieces that went through that whole movie about general washington would send these you know letters to congress and and they would read them and 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 promptly ignore them which was just frankly mind-blowing to me um 
Yeah, it, 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 there was just so much to really love about this movie. Um, I just wish the music had just, I wish they would have had just one blockbuster song in the whole thing. It was all good. There was nothing great about the music. I think that's my only big negative about the, the whole show. I think ultimately, um, if if you're a history buff, this this show has everything, and it explains everything. I mean, you just brought up the whole point that General Washington is out in the field, and these guys are fighting about becoming a country on their own and you have a general out there who's left basically alone yeah left no his own devices little food yeah little ammo what the very hell, few men what the hell do i do and it's yeah, that just was a, that was a that was a poignant part of the whole play for me was the pleads from General Washington. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought that was freaking phenomenal. Um, I love at the end where like he saves the family of the delegate from New York, and New York is like, "Forget it. I don't care what my people think. I'm going with you, guy." <laughs> like, yes, you go, dude. It's. It really is a. a a feel-good movie about a situation that you and I could never uh, I, I couldn't fathom in. being in that situation. Yeah. I would have no idea. I would have no idea what it's like being there then and trying to do what these guys were doing. I, I just, I, I couldn't do it. On that note, we have to rate our show. Oh, my God. I forgot about the shells. Holy shite. We have five, four, three, two, one in the box. It's not a box one for me. Sorry. Where do you rate this film? Uh My rating today will probably not be my rating after I see it a second and third time. Right now, it's probably a third shelf movie for me. Okay. And, and I have not done the show. And I would imagine, once again, having done shows like Hello, Dolly and Best Little Whorehouse, mm-hmm. they hold a special place in my heart because I've done the shows. Yeah. I have not done this show. So it doesn't hold that special place for me. So just watching the movie once, it's probably a third. uh, The next time I see this movie, it's definitely going to go to the second shelf. I don't know that it'll be a first shelf movie ever, but it's a third right now. All right. For me, I've 
done this show a lot of times. Uh, Liz Michaels being in Broadway, I'm not going to add that into the fact. (laughs) This movie, the movie alone, I'm going to put on the second shelf. Okay. Mainly because a lot of what's written in it is historically correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of what what's written in it uh, depicts what our founding fathers went through. And you get the notion that Congress was supposed to be made of normal people, not mm-hmm. politicians. And I think that's an important aspect for people to remember. But in the way that this film was done, it was it's really good quality. I, I highly recommend, and this movie is free on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Prime, I wholeheartedly tell everyone, take a couple hours out of your day. Watch this movie at least once. It is it is absolutely a fabulous movie that I think everyone should see at least once. It it just it it gives you such a sense of like, holy cow, this times were tough back then. And like this this was hard for a lot of these guys. Uh, like really hard. I, I just yeah, I, I I I wholeheartedly endorse anyone seeing this movie at least once. And since it's free on Prime, go watch it. All right, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's the show. I don't think we have much else to say about that. No, I have depression. Rock. Goody goody. Wait. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Depression hair rock to boot. Yeah, buddy. Do your favorite genres melded together. We both last All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thanks for coming by and listening to us rant on. <laughs> Davisandavisshow.com. Or you can go to thedavisandavisshow.com and get some awesome merchandise for yourselves. We may actually update our website at some point in time. I'm not sure. And then again, we may not. (laughs) Uh, If you want, Theraflu is doing me absolutely no good, so buy it all you want. I don't know. It's not doing you any harm, at least. I'm done. I'm done. Just <laughs> Scotty sick. We going night night now. Stick a fork in me. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Have a great night. We'll talk to you next week. Said loves a game of easy come and easy go, but I wonder.
does he know Has there ever been like this And I know that you would be here right now If I could have let you know somehow I guess every road has its thorn Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.